this message is going to come from, but not the entire chapter. I started reading until God kind of said stop or until something stood out to me. And the scripture that stood out to me was from Hebrews 11 verse 11. And it says this, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Amen. She judged him faithful who has promised. That's from the NIV. I'm going to read a couple of versions so that we all get a, a good sense of what I'm saying here. So I'll read that again. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So she judged him faithful who had promised. I'll read you another version from... I miss it. By faith, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant, old woman as she was at the time, because she believed the one who had promised would do what he said. That is how it happened, that from one man's dead and shriveled loins, there are now people numbering to the millions. Here's another version. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. Amen. She believed that God would keep his promise. This stood out to me because I know the story of Sarah. And if you know the story of Sarah, there's a few things that happened along this faith journey of hers that doesn't sound as pleasant as that scripture makes it out to be. Because that's present, that makes it sound right, like God told her she was going to have a child in her old age, and she was, yep, we're going to do so. And then the child came. But if you know the story of Sarah, it wasn't, that, it wasn't as smooth as that. It's easy to look at a story from the end point and talk about the end result. And we sometimes do that all the time. If we look through the Bible, we know the good parts of the story. We know that the lion's mouth was closed. We know that the jail was opened. We know that the blind could see. But we don't necessarily talk about everything else that came before that. And everything else that came before that is just as important as the faith miracle. Because it shows us what a journey or what a faithful journey will look like. Amen? A faithful journey is not just being blind and then going and getting your eyes open. A faithful journey is sitting at the well time and time and time again, believing that you can make it inside and never getting in but never giving up. And still believing that one day you will get into that pool and you will receive your miracle. Amen? That is what a faith journey looks like. Lord, maybe today I'll make it into the pool. Maybe today. There's nobody here to help me, but maybe today. Amen? And every day the scriptures tell us that this man at the well would wait for the water to stir, and then he would by himself, he'd push through, he'd go to the well, and he'd never get there. But he never left. He stayed there. Until Jesus came along. Amen? A faith journey is not just the end result. A faith journey is everything from start to finish. And this is why it's so important to be steadfast in our faith. Because not everything is going to go the way we would like.
life together. And Sarah's journey shows us that. Amen? There are numerous ways that our faith journey can go. And I'm not saying that we're not going to get instant miracles. I believe in a God that works instant miracles. But I believe in a God that works any which way he pleases to work. Amen. There's no box that our God can fit in. Someone once said, if you put God in a box, you're going to end up in splinters. God works in many, many ways. And we have to hold on to our faith because if he said something, it does not matter what the journey looks like. It is coming because he is faithful. Sarah understood that he is faithful. That's what the scriptures tell us. She judged him as faithful. Yeah? But the story sometimes is a bit interesting. And I'm going to jump because there's two parts of Sarah's life that I want to explore. And in Genesis 18, we get a point in Sarah's life where God is talking to her. So just to give some context to the scripture, in Genesis um, 15, God talks to Abraham. And he says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And then two things happen between then and the actual miracle. A story in Genesis chapter 18 and a story in Genesis chapter 16. I'm going to touch on 18 first, and then we'll go back to 16. It's a bit backward, but that's the way God gave me the message, so we're going to go with that. Amen? In Genesis chapter 18, three men come to visit Abraham. And one of them says this. Genesis 18 verse 10. I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent. She wasn't privy to that meeting. She was just eavesdropping. That's another story. I don't know if you can. <laughs> she was eavesdropping. But she was listening at the entrance to the tent, and Abraham and Sarah were already very old. And Sarah was past her age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out, my Lord, after I am old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord told her this. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, well, I really have a child now that I am alone? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid. She said, no, nah, I didn't lie. I didn't laugh. And God said, now you did. I'm paraphrasing now, but that's what the scripture says. You see, at this point in time, Sarah is competing with two things. She's competing with the fact that everything in the world has taught her that at a certain age, women stop bearing children. That is the reality. That's our reality as well. Everything taught her that. That was the understanding of how the world worked. That was how God ordained it. At a certain age, women will stop giving birth. And then there was another reality she was facing, that for her entire childbearing life, for as long as they tried to conceive, 
she never conceived. So she has a reality that exists in this world that tells her you cannot give birth. And she has her lived experiences which tells her she cannot be saved. As we go through our faith journey, we will always be competing with God's grace or God's faithfulness and our humanity. There will always be situations that we come up front, oh, maybe it's cancer. Everyone that I had this level of cancer has passed away. What makes me different? God makes you different. But God made everybody else different. You hearing me, family? Where am I going to get the money to meet the need that I've been so hard pressed to, to fight? I don't know, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. I don't have that kind of money. There is always going to be realities that we have to face, just like Sarah in that moment. Everything told her, nah, you can't do this. That's why she laughed. But that is why it's called faith. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Because if we could see it, it wouldn't be faith. What stood out to me about this scripture was Sarah's mentality. Because I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where I was like, oh, that is never going to happen. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God. I know what to say. But inside, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not 100% certain. Am I the only one? No? But there's a difference between walking away from God's promises and having doubt. This is why Pastor Jordan preached last week about being steadfast. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you're seeing. It doesn't mean what you're going through, the motions of the ocean. It doesn't matter how crazy it seems. Even if you have to say things out of fear, Sarah said, The scriptures tell us in verse 15, Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. That's not the type of fear we talk about when we get scared. That's the fear of the Lord. Amen? Even though Sarah was going through this moment, she still received life. If you have ever doubted in God or laughed at the promises that God has said to you, that's okay. As long as you do not abandon what God has called for you. She went through this, but the scriptures tells us that although this situation was happening, she she believed that God was faithful. And sometimes we can go through those motions, but it doesn't tell me that God is faithful. And sometimes we walk away and then we don't want to come back. Worried about all these other stuff that is going on. God is faithful. 
Bible tells us that he does not seek things out of the earth, but that he is everywhere that he decides to have a presence. Or he lives in heaven. He lives on earth, but he lives in heaven. Divine here, the divine there. Amen? And so if we are battling what, the, what we see in the world, it's okay to have a shepherd. Just make sure that you don't lose that fight. And the only way that you can lose your fight is to train your shepherd. Amen? What else is going on in Saul's, in Saul's life? Genesis chapter 16 says that, Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave so that I can build a family in her. Abraham agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abraham had been living in Canaan for 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with her, and she conceived. How many times have you thought, oh, maybe this is the way God's going to do what he wants to do? Yeah? Yeah? I'm praying God's going to do a miracle. I believe him. There's an opportunity that it's coming. Maybe this is the opportunity, Lord. I'm going to go for this opportunity. And then that opportunity fails. And it doesn't go the way we thought it would go. How many of you know that? I know I've thought those things. And we believe with all our heart that this is the right way. God's saying I must go this way. And then we go that way and it still fails us. Why, God? Yeah? Okay. I know that. But can I reassure you that if you thought God said to you, go left, and God was saying, go straight, that you were like, left looks good. Left looks like an opportunity. Lord, left looks like the, 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 the way. And you went there and it didn't work out. That's okay. Because God is still faithful. He will find a way to get you back to where you started. And he will give you another go. You know why? Not because you were awesome, but you didn't listen the first time. <laughs> but because he is faithful. You see, this faith journey is not about us. It's about God. because I feel like there's people in the room that have gone certain ways with the fullest belief that this was God's way. And like, you know, my, you know, when someone comes up and says, dude, I started going this way, I always say to them, are you sure it's God? Pray about it. And if they're 100% sure that it's God, even though it may not be God, be able to be patient that you believe God can change. hope that you get it right, but it's not me to judge. Yeah? We can give you advice and counsel, and hopefully that counsel is wise, 
But if you believe beyond anything that this is God's way, this is the opportunity, and you take the opportunity to go there right now, get back up. Get back up again. Just keep going. And you know what? That mistake's probably going to make it hard for you. Like, we know the story. We're still seeing the repercussions of that story today. That's another story. We're not going to go there. You know? But if you take a left and you keep taking a right, it's not the end of the world, and it's not the end of your marriage either. And I feel like there's some people that are taking a left Things have gone wrong. Things have not gone the way you, and you were disheartened because you have not, it's just not gone the way. It's actually gone tough. It's now been harder and you were struggling and you don't know and it feels like God is not there. God is there. And he has not given up on your marriage either. He has not forsaken you. He does not do that. That's not the God that we serve. He is faithful even when we are not. Scriptures tells us that Haggai, he conceived. And in verse 5, it tells us that it's not a bit tough for him. He got upset because Haggai tried to push his faith. And then she said, she said, Haggai, what do you mean? Haggai said, oh, yes, those are the days. Days of our life. but what i want you to hear family is that when we think we're going right and things don't go the way we think they're going to be we're not going right god is still god he's still seated on the throne he's still king he's still faithful he will pick you up and he'll put you back on the right track or maybe he'll let you figure out your mess and actually bring yourself back on the right track the point is, sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves, and sometimes we can be so hard on God because we took a wrong turn, and we really thought that this was it. But being steadfast means not being moved if things don't go the way we think. The Bible doesn't tell us how much time there was between chapters 16 and chapters 19, which would be between like a year after the incident. But it couldn't have been I say this because I really want to encourage us that there is faith, that there's miracles in this house that we've been praying for and hoping for for years. And it hasn't come to fruition. And every time we think, maybe this time, maybe if my family comes to the block party, they will be saved. And they came to the block party and they didn't. Maybe if they come here and they just meet the family and see. And we've been praying for salvation for 10, 20 years, 50 years, 40 years. And we know we can see it, we can taste it, but every opportunity just hasn't worked the way we work. And we say, Lord, why am I praying for so long and still nothing has come? Be steadfast in your faith. Because God is not done. And he is faithful. 
And if you have got regret, it doesn't matter what that journey looks like. We need to be steadfast in our faith. As we're praying for healing and situations are going through the roof, and we don't know where God is going to lead us, going to show up, everything is looking more and more dim. God is faithful. Because a journey of faith doesn't mean that the winds are going to blow and it's not going to be a mudflake that blows up and blows up. There's going to be something that's going to try and rob you of your moment. I say rob you, but I guess it is practical. It doesn't get you thrown out. It makes you prudent. But when we place our faith in Christ, when we place our faith faithful, doesn't matter how the wind blows, doesn't matter what the storms bring, doesn't matter if it's an earthquake, tsunami, a flood, whatever, the foundation is secure. And that is why our faith is not in what we can do, what we can achieve, not this perfect journey that's going to, you know, go from A to B. Our faith is in Christ Jesus, who is faithful. And if you look at every other story of faith in the Bible, I guarantee you that it's not going to look as pretty as it sounds. Of moving your feet up into the wind. It's not going to happen. But for the majority of us, get thrown into a burning furnace before an angel shows up. I mean, like, I don't want that. Angels show up before I go into the furnace. <laughs> but God's plan and God's purposes is above us. Yeah? And when our situations and guys, and, 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 and I'll, be, I'll be upfront, like, it's okay to be disheartened. It's okay to think I really thought this time, Lord. Yeah? It's okay to be disheartened. Just don't be disheartened. Because it is coming. And I can't tell you when that it's coming, but if you can tell me, this is what God said. God said, if your family will be saved, they will be saved because he is faithful. Amen? Amen? If God said certain things are coming, I don't know who's waiting for a house. That house is coming because he's faithful. If God said that auditorium is going to be built, it's going to be built. Not because we have the money. Not because we have the skills, but because God is faithful. If you put your faith in God, 
it will come. You just got to be faithful. You got to set the course. You got to hold on tight. You got to make sure that your faith is not in what you can do and what you can't do, but it's in Christ Jesus. That's another thing that we get extremely wrong. We, we become skilled in certain things, and then we put our faith in ourselves without even realizing we're putting our faith in ourselves. Because we just become second nature. Yeah? And then when things go wrong, we're like, oh. And it's okay to be, to, to, to be proud or to achieve. Wow. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But the reliance should be on God. Amen? You can be a great musician, but your reliance should be on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think it's with me. Um, just because we don't get miracles the way we think it should be. <laughs> just because miracles don't happen the way we think it should be doesn't mean God is not real. Just because we don't get it when we want to doesn't mean God's not doing his thing. Yeah? We have thousands of reasons why things don't happen the way we think it should be. Maybe you're not ready for the miracle that's in store for you. Have you thought of that? God blessed you with a thousand dollars, but God knows that you, when it comes to money, not a wise spender. So you've got to learn some lessons before that, before you win the lotto. Amen. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why God doesn't do what he needs to do. But that doesn't mean he's not doing does not mean that he's not working. And if you are struggling, if you're feeling disheartened and you're listening under the side of my voice, I want to encourage you that God is working for you. He is pushing through. He's got your miracle ready. You just need to push through and meet him at that place where it is received. We, we, we used to say this at church. We used to say that everything that we pray for has already been given. We just haven't reached. We just haven't reached it yet in the physical because God's, you know, the spiritual. So we pray, Lord, give something, give us this, give us that. And God gives it to us down there. And we just need to be steadfast until we receive it. Until we walk into it. We don't want to get there and then we're not strong enough to carry what God has given us. Amen. I don't know why God took Sarah so long. Maybe he, he, he took so long because he knew he was drafting the Bible and he needed a messenger to be pinned down. I don't know. Maybe she needed lessons to learn. Maybe she needed to learn not to take matters into her own hands and to leave it to God. Who knows? But what we do know is the Bible tells us that Sarah was a woman of faith. Not because of what she is or what she has done, but because she understood that God was faithful. That is what's afforded to her. So when we talk about unwavering faith, we talk about making sure that our faith is rooted in Christ Jesus, so that whatever comes your way is not gonna, is not gonna uh, uh, throw you with this. It's not gonna throw you over the ocean. That yes, the boat will rock, but you will be anchored in Christ Jesus. Means you will stay the course, and you will stay where you have been anchored. 
That is the calling. We can talk about faith being a lot of things. We can talk about how we cannot please God without faith. But I want to encourage you that if things don't go the way you think it needs to go, if you are being disheartened, if you've walked away and you've come back and I don't know what's going on, I don't need to know what's going on, all I need you to know is that God is faithful. Amen? Whatever situation you are facing right now, God is faithful. Whatever struggles you are facing, God is faithful. If you've walked away and you've come back and you're thinking, ah, but I've just walked away, God is faithful. If you're in and out of hospital and you don't know when it's going to be and you're just tired, God is faithful. If you're wondering when your children are coming to God, God is faithful. If you're concerned about what's happening overseas, God is faithful. If you just need this little bit of blessing to get you through the day, God is faithful. If you just need that blessing, God is faithful. And even if everything in your world is telling you that it's not going to happen, even if everything in your life has shown you that it is too late, it is not. Because God is faithful. Amen. I can just see in the spirit just see in the spirit and I don't know what this means but I see a a rose bush and it's got beautiful flowers on it but if you are not skilled at how to prune and cut back you will damage the rose It will not last as long, and you will damage the bush. And God is saying to you, hold on. Let me teach you. Amen? Sorry, that's not part of the message. That's just something that popped into my head. Let me teach you. Because that rose bush is not just for you. It's for other people. It will bear flowers for others to come And it will beautify your home. And it will be a blessing to others as well. But you need to hold on till he shows you how to prune it. Amen. I feel like someone's in a rush because God's opened up a door. And I just want to say like, hold on. Hold on. Don't make the mistake of going in too fast and pruning too many. Amen. Because God wants to teach you some stuff. Yeah? You all right? You good? There is a, I mentioned a story in the Bible very early on about a man sitting by the well. And the scriptures tell us that there was nobody there to help him get into the water when the angel stirred the water. There's someone in the house that is not physically, but metaphorically sitting at the well, and you are telling yourself that there's no one there to help you in the water, 
But God is saying there's people that can help you get into the water. You are not alone. I don't know who that is, but you are not alone. You are not sitting there by yourself waiting to get into the well. There are people there that will help you. And there's more people than that you think. Amen? So you need to open up your eyes. Yeah? You need to open up your eyes that there is people there and you're in a situation that you don't need to be because you've isolated yourself. Amen? I'm also getting the picture of, I don't know if you know the friend and he tried to get to Jesus, but he was crippled, so they let him through the roof. They will let you through the roof, but you have to stop isolating yourself. Amen? We all right, family? We good? just sense that there is some cleaning that needs to be done. I see one of those old brooms. You know? It's like a really old broom. It's, it's like a tied with string and it's got like like leaves or I don't know what they're called. Hey? Samoan broom. I was going to say like a, like a witch broom but a Samoan, a Samoan broom. Yeah? Um, and there's cleaning that needs to happen. It's a lot, but that's the only tool that you have. Sweep. Sweep. Amen. We don't need a vacuum. We don't need that. We don't need to wait for the blessing. Hey, God's given you something to do the job. Do it. And I just hear the sense that God is saying, as you do the job, Things will come. Amen. But there's an old broom and the place is, is, is a mess. And he's saying, sweep. Sweep. Do the job. Don't worry that it's an old broom. Don't worry that it's leaves or whatever it's made from. But sweep. 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 Amen. We all right? Yeah. We've got a, a mandate, and I see someone sitting in an auditorium, heaps of chairs around him that's empty, and this maybe this is for everybody, um, and it will stay empty until you invite someone. Amen. They're not going to get magically filled up. There's work that needs to be done. And it's not going to just get done by itself. You know, the Bible tells us that Heaven is paved with, with gold. The pathways. Is it heaven? I don't know. I see a road of gold. 
cost comes. Lord, we have placed so much emphasis on something that heaven uses to pave the ground that people walk on. And I just sense that God is saying we need a perspective change because we are not of this earth. Amen? We are not of this earth. Our home is paved with gold. Don't be so fixated on the gold. Don't store up your riches there just to go out one day and find out that you spent your entire time on this earth working for paving. Amen? Amen? Do you want me to carry on? I don't know if there's any more. Just be upstanding. Heavenly Father, this morning we want to thank you for your faithfulness. We want to thank you that our situations and circumstances does not dictate what you have in store for us. That if we place the faith that you have given us in you, and if we are faithful and steadfast in that faith, that we know without any doubt in our mind that we will receive the miracle that you have in store for us. We know, Lord, that we will get the miracle healing that we need, the financial blessing that we need, the auditorium that we will need, not because of who we are, not because of our works or our accomplishments or of our greatness, but because you are a God who is faithful and you have called us to this calling, Lord Father. You have called us to walk this walk and to walk this journey. And I pray that each and every person on the side of my voice, Lord Father, will embrace the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will give them strength to overcome any adversity, will give them wisdom to hold the course, that when things and situations come, they will be faithful and they will remain steadfast in their faith, not because of the situations or because of who they are, but because their faith is in you and in you alone. So we thank you. And we thank you over and over again that even if we are discouraged, that we will not throw in the towel, but we will push on. And even if our journey doesn't look as pleasant as what we think it should be, we will not surrender and we will not give up, but we will hold true to the course. And we will continue to keep our faith in you Because we believe and we know, because the word of God tells us that you are faithful. Just like Sarah, Lord, Father God, she judged you as faithful who had promised. And so too, Father, do we declare you as faithful. She believed the one who made the promise. And so too, Father, do we believe you. 
It was by faith that she was able to bear a child even though she was barren. It will be by faith that we walk into the miracles that you have in store for us because we believe that you are a God who keeps his promises. It is by faith we will see our loved ones saved because we believe that you are a God who keeps his promises. It is by faith that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover because you are a God who keeps his promises. And you said that we shall do greater things. It is by faith that this community will be blessed by what is happening outside these walls because you are a God who keeps his promises. It is by faith that every person on the side of my voice will walk into the blessings that God has in store for them. It is by faith, Father, and we declare that every shackle will break loose and every wall will come down just like it did with Jericho, that the prison doors open. We believe because we place our faith in you and we pray, Holy Spirit, that when anything comes to push us to the left or to the right, you will give us the boldness and the courage to remain true. We pray that in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Give the Lord a hand.